Um, I'm really excited to do this and also super nervous. Um, I would love it if some people would turn on their cameras because that would be so amazing. Um, very used to, to college students, um, learning together with a bunch of shlokais, um, definitely, you know, makes you, uh, gives you a moment of humility. Um, and with such wonderful Jewish women from wherever you all are joining, I would love to see your beautiful faces if you're able to turn your camera on. Um, and I enjoyed my Shabbos very much because I got to spend it learning Rambam and learning with the Rebbe and getting excited for Mashiach. In between, you know, um, Baruch Hashem in Atlanta, we're back to normal. So we have real people <laughs> in our Chabad house. Um, but I, I had the opportunity to learn the Rambam from this amazing new perspective. And I think when you have to organize all the ideas in your mind to be able to share it, it just takes on this entirely new picture. And suddenly the Rambam is just this whole beautiful woven art of, of an, in, an incredible picture that the Rebbe is trying to weave. And I feel so grateful after learning this that our Rebbe taught us how to learn. You know, if, if you would just pick up the Ramam and just stam read it, it just seems like, okay, a whole bunch of facts and the Ramam saying cute, interesting things. And that's very nice about the time of Mashiach. And then suddenly you get this perspective of the Rebbe where it's like, why, why is the Ramam saying this? And why is this uh, detail put in here? And why are we adding all these details in here? Wow, it's just mind blowing. So I, what I really wanna do, and I'm very excited to do, is to learn Parak Acharasar with all of, all of us together of the Rambam and just learn this Parak. But what I'm gonna do as I go through it is A, I'm gonna translate now, and then any of these quotes from the Rambam that the Rebbe brings, I'm not going to translate again, so that we'll actually be able to cover ground when we get to the Sicha. Um, and as I'm going through the Rambam, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw in some little hints and messages and lay the text out for us so that by the time we get to the Rebbe Sicha, we're already seeing the Rambam through the Rebbe's lens. And when you do that, the Sicha is so much more gishmak. It's so much more exciting because you finish the Rambam and you're very bothered. I think that's the beauty. Uh, one, of the, one of those beautiful things that the Rebbe gives us in learning Chassidus is that we're bothered that we're never satisfied, <laughs> you know? There has to be a discomfort. I think one of the things that my father, um, who really, my father is the one who taught me how to learn chassidus, Rabbi Tzvi Freeman, um, taught me is that if you learn chassidus and you're not bothered, it doesn't like bother you in some way, you're not really learning it properly. <laughs> there, there has to be some kind of paradox. There has to be something that just doesn't work. And it has to really get to you. And when it really, really gets to you, okay, so then at the end, you're going to get an answer and everything will flow beautifully all together. But if you're never really bothered, then whatever, you're asking a question and you're getting an answer. What's the big deal? The whole uftu of chassidus is that it changes you from the inside. So here we think that we're gonna learn this text about Mashiach and we're gonna gain some insight and from some information about who Mashiach is and what Mashiach does. But really, really what we're trying to do tonight, and we're women. So women, we don't just learn information and then we're happy with the information. We're going to change ourselves as people and we're gonna change the way 
that we view the entire world because of the perspectives that the Rebbe gives us. So I'm encouraging all of us tonight to be uncomfortable, to really savor the questions. And I'm gonna give you a heads up that you're not gonna get any answers tonight <laughs> because that's gonna be next week when we do the second half of the Sikha. But if you really enjoy the questions and if you really, if we together really understand the questions and savor them, then the answer can be so simple and so short and sweet and everything just flows together in this one beautiful picture. And if we're really bothered by this, bothered by the ideas that the Rebbe is picking at within the Rambam, then by the time we finish learning, it will Hashem, have changed us as people and, and as chassidim so that we actively get out there and shake the world and actually ask for Mashiach like we really want it. That's, that's I think, the ultimate goal. Once you hear the Rebbe's words, you can't unhear them. You'll never, you'll never look at the Rambam ever again the same way. <laughs> that, that basically is the point, right? Okay. So really looking forward, this is Emir Tashem going to be a lot of fun. Now I'm going to just give two piece of, pieces of advice, take it or leave it. Um, look inside and follow inside the text of the Rambam. Um, it's, I know people are busy, you might be on the road or running around, whatever, but if you actually look inside the text, it will be a completely different story to if you're just hearing. So the point of this learning is that we are learning together. I am not teaching. <laughs> We're, we're learning together. So I really, really highly encourage you to look inside. Also, this parak that we're looking at right now, so you can open up. I have um, the original Kuntris um, that I'm going to be learning from. And we have these beautiful booklets that were put into the chat um, that are really laid out very beautifully. So if you have that in front of you, I'm just gonna give you a little disclaimer so you understand there's a difference. Anyone who's learning from the original countries, it's amazing. Um, the booklets that were given out have a couple of changes in them from the original countries. First of all, um, a lot of the Rambam was censored because of different religions that we had to be nervous about. And the end of this parak, the 11th parak, um, that, that we're going to be studying tonight of the Rambam has, has a lot of very bothersome things for other religions. So that was all censored and taken out. And in the original Kuntris, you have the censored version of the Rambam. So you don't have the whole end. In the booklet that you have, you have the entire um, parak of the Rambam as it was originally, or as far as we know it was originally. Um, also, the original translation of the Hebrew in the countries that was given out, um, I guess, was a little wanting of some touch-ups. So the, the Hebrew translation in the countries and the Hebrew translation in the countries that you have now are slightly different. But it really doesn't make such a big, such a big difference. It's okay. You can follow along from either one and you'll be totally fine. Um, so we're going to open up to the Rambam and look at it inside. I will screen share some of it. This parak is where the Rambam discusses Mashiach. This parak and the 12th parak. In this one, the rabbi is discussing who Mashiach is as a person and what Mashiach does as a person. In the next parak, which the other Sikhais will address, the Rambam is discussing more the time of Mashiach and the world in general. 
So this parak, we're really focusing on Mashiach as a person. Now we're going to see that the Ramam gives a couple of introductions. Rachel, do you think I should share my screen or do you think most people have these papers? Well, I, I mean, I could do either. Um, I, I don't know. Is there anyone who has, what are you saying? Also the host disabled screen sharing. So someone has to make me able to do that. Okay, I'm gonna start and I'll, I'll share a little bit here and there. Okay, beginning of the Rambam. Who is Mashiach and what does Mashiach do? That's our big question. So follow along with me and I'm gonna point out some really bothersome things at the Rambam that, that we're gonna find here in the Rambam and some really beautiful things that the Rambam's teaching us about Mashiach. Hamalach HaMashiach, Asid Lamaid, Lahachzir Malchus David Liyashna, Lamshala Harishayna. I enabled the screen share and some people are asking you to please share the screen. So I think it'd probably be better for, for okay. those people who want to follow okay. along. Thank you. Okay. Sharing screen right now. Okay, so here we have the 11th parak. Rachel, do you also see my mouse? Okay, okay, so yes, yes. Melech HaMashiach will come and return the Malchus, the kingship of David to its original stature and will build the base of Mekdash and will gather all the exiled of the Yisrael and will return all of the mitzvahs as they originally were. We will once again bring Karbanais, Vaisin, Shemitin, Ve'yayvas, Chal Mitzvah We will do um, the Shemitah, we will keep Yayval again, like all the mitzvahs that are listed in Tyra. And you can put a full pause there. These are a bunch of the things that Malach HaMashiach will accomplish. Now, can you zoom in a drop on the text just so it's a little easier to read? Perfect, thank you. Okay. So you can actually put a full stop there for yourself if you're making your own little notes. Okay, so I'm up to here now. So we did a full stop there. Now, Anyone who doesn't believe in Mashiach or doesn't await Mashiach's coming. Now, obviously, Someone who doesn't believe in Mashiach doesn't believe in the words of the Nevi'im. Why obviously? Because the Nevi'im are filled with Nevois about the time of Mashiach. Just look through all the Sifra Nevi'im. What is it that they're talking about? Mashiach, Mashiach, Mashiach. That's, that's what all the Nevois are. So it's very obvious that somebody who doesn't believe in Mashiach has a problem with the Nevi'im. But the Rambam is going to add, and this is really the crux of what the Rambam is focusing on here. But such a person also does is, is Kaifer, doesn't believe in the words of Tyra and in the words of Maisha Rabbeinu. And now the Rambam is going to come and bring three proofs to us to show us that it's not just in Navi that Mashiach is spoken about. Mashiach is spoken about in Tyra itself. So here we have proof number one, okay? The Tyra of Mashiach. So now we're about to begin proof number one. So right here would be proof number one. Shaharia Tyra Heidah The Tyra testifies to the fact that Mashiach is coming. Where in Parshas Nitzavim, Shenamar, Veshav Hashem Alekechas Shvuscha Verichamcha Veshav Vekibetzcha Vegaimer, Imi Yani Dachacha Bekzei Hashemayim Vegaimer, Veviyacha Hashem. What does it say there? That Hashem is going to return all of those from their bondage, and Hashem will have Rachamim and bring everybody back together. And even if there are Yidden uh, so far at the corners of the heavens, Hashem will bring everyone back. That is proof number one from the Tyra that the Rambam brings from Parshas Nitzavim. And now this next sentence, you could kind of put it in brackets. Um, 
it's not a brackets actually, but it's its own separate thing. You should just know, says the Rambam, that everything that you find in Navi about the topic of Mashiach is found in Tyra itself. All the details about Mashiach, more and more and more and more details about Mashiach that you find in Navi, don't think that it's just coming from Navi. No, all of that is sourced in Tyra itself. And we know that there's a Gemara that probably the Rambam's thinking of, that there is nothing in Nach that is not hinted to in Tyra. So that's an important idea to know. But we can kind of put it in brackets there because the Rambam's showing us this one proof over here. And then the Rambam's adding, by the way, you should know that all of this stuff from the Navi, you see here, it's in Chumash, all of it's in Chumash, all of it's in Tyre. Now we go on to the second, the second proof. So if you want, you can put a number two over here. Okay, so now uh, Ramam gave us one proof. Now the Ramam is going to bring another proof. And boy, is this going to be a proof. So get ready to be bothered here. Now note that we're specifically told which Parsha. We're told it's Parsha's Bila. Okay, what does it say? Note how the Ramam specifically says that Bilam speaks about two anointed ones, two Mashiachim, two Mashiachs. The Ramam makes a point to tell you that, that in Parshas Bilam, we're taught about two Mashiachs. And then the Rambam elucidates and says, The first Mashiach who was David, who saved B'nai Yisrael from their oppressors. And the final Mashiach who comes from his children who will save B'nai Yisrael at the end of it all. Now, what we're going to do now inside the Rambam is very interesting. So we're here now. The Rambam is going to take the words of Bilam and bring a whole bunch of different Mamare Chazal, mainly from one Midrash, and show you how the words of Bilam refer to either David or Mashiach. David or Mashiach, David or Mashiach, back and forth. So the Rambam kind of, kind of made this beautiful compilation for us from different places in Chazal to show you how the words of Bilam refer to either David or Mashiach. So you have to note that the Rambam is not straight up quoting Bilam. The Rambam is quoting the, the Psukim and Tyra and then showing you who they apply to where based on different Midrashim. So, so over there it says, I see him, but it's not close. And the Rambam says, this is referring, we know from the Chachamim that this is referring to David Amalek. And then the Tyra says, that I have this vision, but it's not very near. This refers to Melech HaMashiach. Okay, so that's the first one in the Rambam. Now, the Rambam goes on and says, what else does Bilam say? A star will come from Yaakov. Chazal say this refers to David. A staff will arise from B'nai Yisrael. This refers to Melech HaMashiach. Interesting, there's a Mepharish that says, why a star, why a staff? A star is a guiding light in the middle of the night when people don't know where to go. They follow the stars. A staff coerces, pushes, nudges, compels people to go in the right direction. So that's why those two mashalam are used. Next, machat pase mayav, zadavid, and will crush the princes of mayav. This refers to David. 
v'chein hu aimer v'yach as mayav v'yimadadim v'chaval. And you have proof that this actually happened with David HaMelech because you see later that David HaMelech actually really uh, smote Mayav. You see in the Navi that he really did it. And he measured them with a rope. Basically, he had total, total control over them. And when Bilam says, And he'll basically control all of, he'll uproot all of B'nai Sheis. This refers to Mashiach. And you actually see a Pasuk and Navi that says that Mashiach is going to rule from sea to sea. Um, just interesting to note that all of humanity is referred to as B'nai Sheis. All people really come from Sheis. So when we say that Mashiach is going to control all of Sheis, that's, yeah, the entire planet. Um, next, Vahaya Edaim Yeresha Zed David, Shnamar Vati Edaim Ladavid Lavadim Vagaimer, and Edaim will be inherited by David. That is, um, again, another proof that we, we see that that actually happened with David Amalach, he controlled Edaim. And the pasuk continues, um, that um, he he will inherit control. Harseir. Um, this refers to Mashiach because it says, you know, we have a pasuk that proves that. Whoa! What did we just do? We just spent a lot of time. We just spent a lot of time, thanks to the Rambam, going through this Nevuah Bilam, back and forth, back and forth, saying how the, the Nevuah Bilam is about two different Mashiachs, David and the final Mashiach. Now, I hope we all have a lot of questions about why the Rambam just did this. But now we move on to Halacha Beis. Okay, so here is Halacha Beis. And in Halacha Beis, we have the third proof from Tyra that the Rambam is going to bring. Hold a second. In Halacha Aleph, we had two proofs from Tyra. Now we have another proof from Tyra, and it's in a totally separate Halacha. That's interesting. Why is the Rambam doing that? What is the Halacha that's, that's brought here? Af Ba'ari Miklat. Now note that no parsha is quoted over here. It just says are miklat. Okay, the Ramam is saying when we talk about are miklat, and by the way, there are many places in Tyra that talk about are miklat. Just know that the Torah tells us to build cities of refuge, to build cities that people can run away to um, if they've murdered someone by accident. And Hashem tells us that when Hashem will expand your borders, you will add three cities to these Ari Miklat. But hold a second, that never happened. Our borders never expanded and we never added three cities. And Hashem doesn't command us to do anything for no reason. What better proof could you have for the fact that Mashiach has to come than the fact that Hashem commanded us to do something? We didn't get an opportunity to do it. Give us the opportunity, new. So that's the third proof that the Ramam's bringing from Tyra for Mashiach. Now, here we're going to do something very interesting. We're going to put a full stop right over here. This last sentence doesn't even have anything to do with this whole Ari Mikla thing. This last sentence really is a conclusion to right over here, to the beginning of Halacha Aleph. This last sentence finishes off what the Rambam was saying at the beginning. Rambam's saying at the beginning that if you don't believe in Mashiach, you don't believe, obviously, in Navi, and you also definitely, and you de don't believe in Tyra. Now the Rambam's going to conclude that and say, We don't even need to look 
into all of the uh, proofs from Navi, because that's the whole Navi is filled with talk about Mashiach. So you don't need to bring in any proofs from there. So what did we do? We said at the beginning that what Mashiach does in brief and that you have to believe in Mashiach. Otherwise, you don't believe in Navi and you don't believe in Tyra. And then there are, the Rambam brings three proofs from Tyra for Mashiach. And then concludes by saying, we don't need to bring any proofs from Navi. Like, we got that. That's what we did in Aleph and Base. Now we're going to Halach again. And now finally, after all these proofs, we're going to tell us, finally, in Allah Gimel, what does Mashiach do? No, I'm waiting. Tell me, what's Mashiach actually going to do? And then in Allah, uh, sorry, in Allah Gimel, we're actually going to start by saying what Mashiach does not do. <laughs> and then in Allah Dalit, we're going to say what Mashiach does do. So first we got to say the don't do. Okay, so what does Mashiach not do? So now we're finally getting to like what we came here for. Don't let it even arise in your mind that Mashiach has to do all sorts of miracles and create new things and bring the dead back to life and things like that. It's not like that. And then Rama brings a fascinating story. Story of Rabbi Akiva. Timely to talk about Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was one of the greatest Chacham in the time of the Mishnah. Ramam says that, and we don't even know where the Ramam gets this from, that Rabbi Akiva actually carried the weapons for Ben Kaziva, also known as Bar Kochva. And it's, there's a Mafarish that says, that it was Rabbi Akiva who gave Ben Kaziva the name Bar Kachva because of the Nevuah of Bilam, Darach Kaich of Miyaka. That's why he gave him that name. He really felt that this guy was legit to become Mashiach. Ruhaya Aymar Lav Shuru Malach Mashiach. Rabbi Akiva said, This is Mashiach. And it was apparent to him and to the greats of that generation, that this was Mashiach. Until he was killed because of his sins. Once he was killed, it became obvious to them that he was not Mashiach. But what do we want to take out of that story? The Rambam is of the opinion that the Chachamim never asked Bar Kokhba for any signs, for any miracles. They didn't ask him to do anything out of beyond the realm of nature. They believed that he was Mashiach for other reasons. And so the Rambam's telling us in this halacha that you we do not need to require from this person to do any big miracles in order to know that they are Mashiach. And now put a full stop and you see a very strange two lines that are added in here that we're really going to need the rabbit to help us with because we have no idea what these two lines have anything to do with what we're learning. So you can mamish put a full stop here before the word ve'ikar and just say to yourself, I don't understand what these two lines are. We're going to explain it basically now, but you're going to see that we're very bothered by this because these two lines really don't seem to jive with what we're trying to do here. Ve'ikar advarim kachahim. You gotta know a big idea, says the Rambam. Tyra and its chukim and its mishpatim are forever and ever. We don't add to Tyra and we don't take away from Tyra. 
that could kind of intimate over here that when we're talking about Mashiach, Mashiach does not add anything to Tyra and Mashiach does not take anything away from Tyra. But we're really trying to figure out what these two lines here are about. So that's going to bother us. And now we go to Allah Dalit, which we're only going to do the beginning of. I'm not going to do all the parts that were censored because I know that if I tell people it's censored, you'll go and you'll learn it on your own. <laughs> right? Like that's what you did in high school when the teacher told you, sorry, we, we can't teach this. You went home and you learned it. And if, so now we're talking about what Mashiach does do. If someone will arise from the house of David, a descendant of David, who is immersed in Tyra and busy with mitzvahs like, like David, their ancestor. According to Tyra, written and oral. And he compels, he coerces. Remember what we talked about a staff? That, that Mashiach like us like a staff and the Navi of Bilam, he coerces, he, he compels all the Israel to follow in the ways of Tara and to and he strengthens the foundation, he repairs the breaches in the walls of Tyra. And he fights the words of Hashem. Here, Shahu Mashiach. This is a very good candidate. We can, with assurance, consider this person to be Mashiach. Now, im And if he does all of that and he's successful. And he builds the base on Megdash in its place, and he gathers all the dispersed of Bnei Yisrael. Then this is definitely, for sure, for sure, Mashiach. And in the version that was given out in the countries, it ends v'yisakin as ilum kula lavas Hashem biyachat shnemar ki az epai chalam misafa vuro likrei kulam b'shem Hashem laavdei shchem echad. And he will be the one chosen by Hashem to gather the entire world together to speak one language and all call out in the name of Hashem with one purpose. And the end that you have continuing on here is all about, well, what if somebody arises and they turn out not to be the real deal? Um, that is a terrible tragedy for B'nai Yisrael, as we saw with the founders of the two main religions on the planet today. And the Ramam basically says, really, really fascinating, that those two people who founded those religions and the things that they taught to the world were only there to prepare the world for the time of Mashiach, to basically begin spreading the teachings of monotheism to the rest of the world. And even though it brought such terrible tragedy to B'nai Yisrael, that was all a test for B'nai Yisrael. Um, and all of that was only really a preparation for the time of Mashiach. All of that was censored and taken out of many versions of the Rambam. Now, you basically are totally ready to dive into the Sicha and you already know half the questions that the Rebbe is going to ask because you've learned this Rambam so well through the lens of the rabbi's perspective that we're, we're literally gonna fly through this. You're gonna see, it's gonna be amazing. You ready? 20 minutes, let's do this. <laughs> Can we get through six ICAs, seven ICAs in 20 minutes? Let's do it. Okay, so again, I'm doing from the original countries um, and following in the newer countries, you might see um, a few differences in the translation, but that's totally cool. Okay. Now, again, I am not going to retranslate the Rambam. We spent a lot of time doing that. So um, I'm just going to go through it because the Rebbe quotes all of the Rambam and just hopefully assume that, that we got it. <laughs> um, and you can always open up a translation of a Rambam and get it again. And we're going to focus on the questions that the Rebbe brings here. 
Also on the Tut Alt website, the Sikhs in English translated the whole thing in a beautiful English. So if you go on that website, you can see that resource there too. Amazing. Where? It's tutalts.com. No, where's the English one? It's part of, it's on the link for Sikhs in English on that website. They have a bunch of different resources. So one of the learning tracks is to learn it via Sikhs in English. So it's translated nicely there with all the footnotes translated as well. Awesome. Amazing. I guess I'm continuing to share my screen just for fun. So I'll do that. Okay. Kasavarambam, we're starting the Rebbe Sicha. And this Sicha was given to us because the Rebbe really wants to encourage all of us to get excited about Mashiach. And we can only be excited when we know what we're excited for. When I want to get my kids excited for something, I tell them all the details about the upcoming event that we're having and all the fun things that we're going to have. And then they count down the days because they're so excited for it. And the Rebbe was telling us to shout Ad Masai. And how can we ask for something that we don't even know what it is? That's why it's just so amazing and so crucial that we're learning this together now. Kasav or Rambam, besides Hilchas Malachim. Rambam writes at the end of Hilchas Malachim. Says, you gotta believe in Mashiach, otherwise you don't believe in Tyra and Nevi'im. And um, so, so the Rambam quotes Parshas Nitzavim, and the Rambam quotes Parshas Bilam. Um, about the two Mashiachs, Mashiach Arishan Shu Davish Shias Yisrael Miatzareim, Mashiach Achran Shaimin Mi Banav Shamishias Yisrael Bacharena, Shamu Aimar Renu Vilayata Zadavid, Asherenu Vilay Karev Zamal Hamashiach, Darkacha Miakav Zadavid, Kamshevet Mi Yisrael Zamal Hamashiach, Machatz Pasei Mayav Zadavid. Um, so all of these. Quotes and continuing. Anyone who's jumping on in the middle and wondering why I'm zooming through this so quickly, because we learned all of this inside the Rambam. This was the first halacha of the Rambam, bringing two proofs for the time of Mashiach from Tyra, from Nitzavim and from Bilam. Now, says the Rebbe, we have a question. So here is question number one. If you want to take notes on your sicha, so then over here, right over here, Hine Sefer, that is question number one. Sefer Hayad Harihu Sefer Halachais. Kedivrei Rambam Bakta Maser Besaifa. Velaishal Drashais Alpsokei Atari Fiyetzibaza. Tzarek Lahavin. Kedai Laichiyach Asa Halacha Shekol Misheina Mamin Baichulei. Hu Kaifer Betai Ramaisha Rabbeinu. So you gotta know that the this sefer of the Rambam, this is halacha. Okay, this is not a storybook. This is not a book of, you know, uh, talking about all these different psukim in Tyra and elaborating on all the different psukim in Tyra. That's, that's not what the Sefer is about. So we have to understand, if the Rambam is coming to teach us a halacha, what's the halacha? That if you don't believe in Mashiach, then you're kaifer, you you're denying Tyra and Maishar Benu then it would have been enough to just quote the beginning of, of Bilam. You see how long this whole thing from Bilam is? Back and forth and back and forth about David and Mashiach. So long, you're trying to prove something. Quote the beginning of it. We can look it up. We don't need this whole long quote. You just tell us where you're referring to and we would get the point. 
הראיה שבחסובים אלו מדובר על ידי שני המשיחים, והעמים רמז כל חלק מהכסוב חולק. And the Rambam spends so much time, this one is about David, this one is about Mashiach, this one is about David, this one is about Mashiach. Back and forth, what is the point of all that? Why do we need all of this talk about two Mashiachs? And which is which? אפילו אם הכוונה היא לפרש בהדיה מאיזה פסוקים מיירי, הרי היה מספיק אם היה מביא רק את ההתחלה והסיום, שזה נאמר בפסוקים ארנה ולאיית הגיימר, והיה ירש הסייר איבב גיימר. And if the purpose, the, the intent was to explicitly explain from which פסוקים, okay, So just tell us the first pasuk and the last pasuk. We know that there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. Okay, so the first question is that if we're proving the halacha that you have to believe in Mashiach, then just say, see Bilam, about Achar Isayamim, look it up. That's all we need to know. Tell us the beginning and the end of the pasukim. We got the point. Can you move to the next page, Shifra, on the screen for everyone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So now we're in base. Here. Now we're going to give an attempted answer. Mizasha Aramba Maisifasaraya, Af Parshas Bilam Namar, Afal Pi Shekvar Hevi Lefneza Rayal Etzama Inyan, Sharaitara He Idailav, Shanamar, Shanamar, Vashavashamalai Kechas Shvuscha, Mashma, Uchumuvan Mi Pashas Lashainai, Shaksuvi Mi Parshas Bilam, Mevi Harambam, the Ikar. Okay, so sit down, so sit down. Gulas Yisrael Meagolos. Ella, Gam Sheniva B'Shnei HaMashiachim, M'Mashiach HaRishain Shehu David Chulei, M'Mashiach HaAkran Sheimed Mibanav. Shemepnei Zeh, ומפרט ומפרש את הכסובים בפסוקים, איך מוכח מהם שניבה בשני המשיחים. So from the fact that the Rambam brings another proof, okay? We already have one proof from Parshas Nitzavim, um, telling us that, you know, Tyra talks about Mashiach. It would make sense, okay, to bring in another proof about Mashiach from Bilam. Why do we need another proof? To tell us that there's a person who's Mashiach. Because the, the, the proof from Parashas Nitzavim is only about that there's going to be this concept of Mashiach. But there's no mention of a, of a person who is Mashiach. So maybe we need to bring this whole thing from Bilam just to say that there's an actual person who is Mashiach. But that doesn't really add up. Balhal gufa tzarech bir. Bishlama, masha maisif asaraya meksuvim shav parshas bilam al etzema inyan de Mashiach. Yesh laimer shazel mipnesha bakasuv v'shav asham alekechas shvuscha lai namer. So if, okay. so it seems that we are, that, that it could make sense that the Rambab is just trying to bring another proof here that this is Malach HaMashiach, but that there's a person who's Mashiach, but that doesn't make sense because The Rambam specifically tells us, I am coming to tell you about two Mashiachs. Okay, And the Rambam... What? Can you scroll up again? For the... the Rambam specifically telling us about two Mashiachs. And 
the Rambam is very clear that I'm telling you about David and then I'm telling you about Mashiach. That I'm telling you about David again and I'm telling you about Mashiach. So if, if the Rambam is very clear that that's what the Rambam's intention is, why? What's the purpose? Why do we need all that? Why do we need to know that there are two Mashiachs? What's the whole purpose in the Rambam bringing all of this information for us? Okay, so attempted answer that didn't really work. Um, and now another attempted answer. Attempted answer number two in Gimel. Okay, here we are in Gimel over here. Oh, someone's making pretty pictures. Um, L'chaira. <laughs> Lechaira Yeshleimer Shatam Sharamba Mavia Saraya Gam Alzashiniva Shem Shichim Gam Shiacharisha and Shudavish Ashias Israel Hule. So, seemingly, we could say, we could answer another attempted answer that the reason why the Rambam is bringing this proof this whole thing about the two different Mashiachs, about Mashiach, Rishain, that's David, that, save, that saves B'nai Yisrael. Now, kind of over here, um, you can kind of like make a break for yourself to know, like right over here, you see there's like a big line, that's a big break. So kind of like swallow this in one breath and then go back to what it's saying over here. So like, what, what is it negate us at all to our emuna? Like we have to believe in the fact that there's a Mashiach. What's in Negea that David is also called Mashiach? Well, what does that even add, especially with like, the Mashiach, the Hey Hayadia, the one that we know about. What's in Nagaya at all that we have to know about that? Okay, so that was like a side point that we're adding in, but we're going back to over here that um, that we could Lachira say that why does the Rambam bring this thing about two Mashiachs? Why? To be Machazek our Emuna. That's why the Rambam's bringing all of this to strengthen our amuna and the fact that Mashiach's really, really coming. Oh, attempted answer. I'm scrolling. So if we know about the fact that there was an original Mashiach, he was David, and he saved all the Israel from their oppressors. It happened. And we have a Nebuah that there's going to be another Mashiach. Oh, so now we can have a Muna that just like the first one came, the next one's going to come too. It sets a precedent for the fact that this can happen. Alderach. Like interesting in the Gemara, what's the proof for Tchiasamesim? Somebody who um, those who who never um, Hashem never gave life to um, Hashem can give life to them, like having a baby. Okay, the fact that a human being can be born and and become alive and be and and breathe. I mean, us women, we experience this all the time. It's an incredible thing. Hashem can give life to to people for the first time. If Hashem can, can give life to people for the first time, then call Shekane to somebody who had life once before and it was taken away and it's now coming back to them. So proof for the fact that Tchiyas Amesim could for sure happen. So if there was a David, then there could for sure be a Mashiach. 
Okay, so it's being mechazek or amuna. Could also be mechazek or amuna in another way. I buy a fanachar kamash kasim mafarshim. The kevan shal derech shnei mashichim nemar. Ba'isa nevua. Ari kashem shneskayim chela kanevua benegea. Just like the beginning of the Nevuah came true with um, the first Mashiach who was David, who saved Bnei Yisrael, came bevaday to kuyam hanevuah al derech Mashiach ha'acharein. Shaimin mi banav shemeshiach Yisrael ba'acharein. That for sure the second part of the Nevuah will come true. So A, we're being our Mahazak Aramuna because we're setting a precedent. And B, it's Mahazak Aramuna because the first part of the Navua happened. So the second part of the Navua is for sure gonna happen. So maybe that's why, maybe that's why the the Rambam has to bring this whole thing from Bilam. Maybe that's why this, there's this whole back and forth here. Uh-uh, says the Rabbi. But you see, that's not what the Rambam's saying. The Rambam says very, very clearly. The Rambam is not coming to prove to you that Mashiach is going to come over here. That's what the Rambam said at the beginning. The Rambam's not proving this. The Rambam is just coming to prove to you that it's written in Tyra. I'm not proving to you that Mashiach is actually coming. I'm proving to you that Mashiach is discussed in Tyra. That's what the realm is coming to prove, that if you don't believe in Mashiach, you don't believe in Tyra. If the purpose of the Rambam is not coming to be Machazek Aramuna, the Rambam's coming to tell us it's in Tyra. That's all the Rambam's coming to tell us. Then why does the Rambam have to do this whole focus session on two different Mashiachs? And to go into this whole depth and detail of the different things that it says in Parshas Bilam, to go back and forth about, about Davin and about Mashiach. It doesn't, this doesn't jive with what the Rambam tells us he's trying to do. So we gave another attempted answer. We gave our second attempted answer that the Rambam's doing all this to help us with our Amuna. And then the Rebbe says, no, that cannot be the reason why the Rambam's doing this, because the Rambam doesn't tell us that he's trying to help us with our Amunah. The Rambam tells us that we have to believe because it's written in Chumash. Okay, so we had an original question about why we need this whole thing from Rambam. We have two attempted answers, and we said why both of those answers are not good. And now we're going to ask three more questions. Now. For those of you who at this point are like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can handle more technical back and forth and all these questions. Remember one thing, the more you enjoy the questions, the more you are uncomfortable, the more the Rambam bothers you, the more you will appreciate the beauty of the Rebbe's answer. But because it's nine o'clock, I'm going to tell you um, the three next, um, the three next ICIs, actually the four next ICIs, and four questions. But because we learned the Rambam inside, you already know these questions. You just don't know that you know the questions yet. Ice Dalid, the question is, why is Ir Miklat a separate halacha? Now I'm going to scroll back because I want you to see the picture of the Rambam that we learned together. See it in your head and see. This ice, this halacha, sorry, was two proofs from Chomish about Mashiach. Ice base is another proof from Chomish about Mashiach. Why is it a separate halacha? It would make more sense to add it to Halacha Aleph, three proofs from Chomish about Mashiach. 
And if it deserves its own halacha, because it's its own proof, then shouldn't Parshas Bilam and Parshas Nisavim also each have their own halacha? Why does this one specifically need its own halacha? And not only that, but remember when I pointed out to you that the Rambam chooses to tell us some sources and others not specific sources? Why with Bilam does it specifically say Parshas Bilam? And with Ir Miklat, does it say, the sources are in Miklat. There are a lot of places in Tyra that talk about Ari Miklat. This one that the Ramam is bringing happens to be from Shaiftim, which is something very specific that's bring, being brought out from Parsha's Shaiftim. But the Ramam doesn't say that. Look, look what the Ramam says over here. Afba Ari Miklat. The Ramam just says about Ari Miklat we're talking here. Why is that the source? Okay, so that's the next question. Why is Ari Miklat its own halacha? And why does it have an interesting source? No specific parsha. Next question. In ice hay. And I'm going to keep the Ramam here so that I could show you. Actually, we're going to go. We'll go back to ice hay in the Sicha. Um, and you can definitely do it inside. Ice hay starts here. We also have to understand why specifically the Rambam is using the word Shnei Meshichim. This term of Mashiach, why specifically do we want to use that term? And not only, but why are we using that term? Mashiach means the anointed one. But why are we specifically talking about David HaMelech? David HaMelech was not necessarily the first anointed one. He wasn't the first anointed king. Shaul was first anointed before him in a different way, not as, not as a powerful way, but Shaul was anointed before David HaMelech. And um, we're not talking about Shaul here. And if you want to talk about someone who's saving B'nai Yisrael, then talk about Maisha, who was the Gael Rishain. Maisha's the first one who took us out of Galas. Talk about Maishu Rabbeinu, specifically, in, especially when you want to talk about, um, you know, Nevuah, you talk about the greatness of the level of Nevuah that Maishu Rabbeinu had, which could be comparable to the level of Nevuah. You know, Mashiach's going to have a comparable level to that of Maishu Rabbeinu, but David Amalek, not comparable in that level of Nevuah. So why specifically are we why specifically are we talking about David HaMelech so much? Why does the Rambam choose to talk about David HaMelech back and forth, back and forth over here? And now question four, okay? Remember how we were very bothered by some words that the Rambam added in. The words that the Rambam added in before Go back to the beginning of the Rambam, really. The words that the Rambam added in before to tell us that um, Mashiach doesn't have to do miracles, okay? And over here, we said, and we're like, what do, what do these lines have to do? That's a Tyra. Um, we don't add anything. We don't take anything away from Tyra. So the rabbi says, it seems to be claiming that if you ask Mashiach to do miracles, you are adding in Tyra. See over here, don't ask Mashiach to do miracles. Don't add, we don't add or take anything away from Tyra. Seems to be saying that if you ask Mashiach to do miracles, you're adding or you're taking away from Tyra. What, what does that have anything to, what's the connection between one thing and the next? This couple lines here from the Rambam really don't seem to jive with the rest of the thing. And if that's really what the Rambam's trying to tell us, that you can't ask Mashiach to do miracles because then you're adding to Tyra, the Rambam already spoke about the halachas of a Navi. And for a Navi, we, we know that we don't ask a Navi to do miracles. We specifically don't. And this I know because I study Chidon with my kids. <laughs> we don't ask a Navi specifically to do miracles in order to prove that they're a real Navi. And the Rambam tells us that. 
But the Rambam never says that if you do ask, then you're adding to Tyra. Rambam never says that. So why would the Rambam be saying that here? Later on, that makes no sense. That if you're asking to do a miracle, then you're adding to Tyra. So, so these two lines here just really don't fit and we don't understand what they're doing. And now the last question, last question we're gonna have on the whole thing in general. Why don't we talk about all the beautiful milas that Mashiach has? All of the amazing qualities of Melech HaMashiach that he's an amazing chacham, and that he's an incredible leader. And in other places, in Igeras Teiman, the Rambam discusses all the incredible things about Mashiach. And here, no, just technical things about Melech Mashiach, nothing about the incredible person. But I thought this whole paragraph is supposed to be telling us about who Mashiach is. No descriptions about what an amazing, wonderful person he is. Why not? It must be that the Rambam's doing that bedafka. Because if in other places the Rambam does discuss, but here the Rambam doesn't discuss, must be that there's a reason for why the Rambam's not giving us all these beautiful um, descriptions of Mashiach. So now we have a bucket full of questions. And I'm really going to leave you with a bucket full of questions <laughs> um, and highly encourage you to go through the Rambam again. Um, and see all these questions and let them really, really bother you over the week. But um, Mashiach will be here himself to explain it to us. That's by that <laughs> to answer all of these questions. And then we'll be like, oh, now we get the Rambam. So it's been a lot of fun <laughs> learning um, and going through all of these very bothersome ideas in the Rambam. Um, and the Rebbe really just, you know, tore the whole thing apart and really showed us to appreciate all the details and all the, the little nitty gritty things happening inside of the Rambam. And I hope that everyone feels like, whoa, I can't even think straight because um, there are so many questions. And I hope that we just hold on to our seats and I'll review the questions again next time, and then we'll dive into some really beautiful answers, but you really can't appreciate the answers if you don't appreciate the questions. So appreciate those questions and enjoy them.